Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back again. Once again, eyebrows and beer gut. Got on the piss and completely forgot about how important our voices are to your ears. So sorry about the delay on the content, but Don't we are back. yourself, Parks. <laughs> <laughs> and to start your day, we actually have a couple of discussion topics to, for your brain to simmer on. Um, this is brought to you by Hans Superdry. And also brought to you by Gus Cuts, the uh, famous barbershop of our great mate and uh, avid listener, Angus McLaughlin. And, and might I add, former partaker. He did actually. He did, uh, yeah, former guest. Former guest. Our former scrambled eggs today, mate, too. Uh, right. Anyway, Gus Cuts. Gus Cuts. Hit him up. Get around it. I think he's actually hitting you up. <laughs> yeah, I know. He really wants to cut my hair. <laughs> he's asking for your business. Uh, I'm just going to put this out there now, Gus. Come over anytime this week and cut my hair, please. Yeah, I need a haircut too. Anyway, discussion topics. Now, we've had a couple of discussions about said topic throughout the week. Um, it was actually brought to you by Ollie Memes, Memesy Wilson, uh, who oddly stated that in a box of celebrations like the chocolates that you get from the Coles or Woolies or wherever you shop, um, there's actually a chocolate in there called Bounty. Now, if you don't know what a Bounty chocolate is, it's basically coconut wrapped in chocolate. Mm. I don't know how else to put it. Mm. And he has stated that it is not the most underrated, it is the best chocolate in that box. Which is false. It's so false. But... I want to pull. I want to just pull this whole thing up on one important thing. Mm-hmm. Who is buying celebrations over favourites? Yeah, like, come on. The just the Cadbury OGs are all there. Even celebrations over roses. Yeah, I'm Lots still. I'm still a favourites man. Yeah, just give me. Just give me Cadbury chocolate. Bit of, bit of Cadbury flake. Just Cadbury dairy flake. milk. Dairy oh. milk. <laughs> I mean... In, in a camo disguise. So not only is Bounty obviously overrated in some eyes because it should not exist. Coconut is not a good flavour unless you're making a Thai curry. Yeah. Um, and should not be put with chocolate and is not good. Could not agree more. Case but close. then that also brings me on to my next topic. Oh, now, interesting. this also, this Bounty discussion spark my my intelligence which doesn't get sparked very often um and it brought back memories of there's there's people that like chicos the lolly and people who fucking hate chicos the lolly it's a it's a chocolate flavored lo- lolly isn't it licorice or, no it's no, chocolate not licorice flavored. it's chocolate it's, chocolate it's, all, it's like choc caramel or something yeah. like that it's yeah but to me chicos like yes they're not awful they're not black licorice but they are disgusting. They're not that good. They're not. They're, what, they're the last ones left. Like, mm. you're going for your strawberry and cream. You're going for your nanas. You're going cream. for your peaches oh. and cream. You're going for your snakes. Chico's, no one's jumping at a bloody Chico or a black cat, are they? <laughs> Definitely not a black cat. Who on earth actually eats black cats at a balance party mix? I don't know. I've, it must just be. Yeah. It's definitely. It's like the old coriander uh, discussion. I mm. love it. Yeah, I'm love on the opposite it. end. I fucking hate coriander. Yeah, yeah. Can't stand it. So, love it or you hate it. All right, anyway. anyway and that's, and that's, that, that's, that's a podcast for the day, uh, for the week. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. And uh, <laughs> we'll probably be back in 10 weeks' time. At the rate <laughs> yeah, we're going. Basically. <laughs> <laughs>
Anyway, we've missed a couple of weeks, Tom, and um, I thought, what better way than to just do a quick recap of the a couple of events that have gone past and the few weeks that we were missing. Uh, firstly, the one that our most recent probably is uh, Anzac Day. Anzac yeah. Day was Sunday. Yep. Uh, and the uh, annual game between Collingwood and Essendon, which is always... I don't think I've ever seen a blowout Anzac game, Anzac Day. Like a it's, all, it's always a close always contest. A great, yeah. and it's, it's always a great spectacle. It's, it's a really... Up. Yeah. Um, and it actually brought upon another discussion topic. Is Anzac Day still Anzac Day and still a Collingwood Essendon tradition? Or has it turned into Anzac Week? Because I know the... Yeah. Saturday night game, I think it was. Uh, the Melbourne and Richmond Melbourne game. Richmond the game, Anzac yeah. Day Eve has really... Yeah. That's probably in the last five years that that's become a real showpiece event as yeah. well. Yeah, um, Again, they got 65,000 people mm. plus. Like They've got really good big crowd. Might even touch 70. Mm. I know that uh, Sunday's game was... The crowd was just bigger. Yeah. But again, still a big crowd, big yeah. game event. And yeah. Saturday, Saturday night as well. And I suppose my question isn't so much that I'm taking away from the Anzac Day game between Collingwood and Essendon. Yeah. It's more that is the AFL taking away from the Collingwood-Essendon game by making it Anzac Week because of the fact that they know they, they can get a 70,000, 80,000 uh, seated game between Melbourne and Richmond on Saturday night. Yeah, so I don't mind... I, I firstly I love the Anzac Day game, um, and the reason that so Kevin Sheedy was the original yep. mastermind behind it. I don't know. I'm gonna say 25 plus years ago. Yeah. Um. So a long time ago, and since then it's become it's if not the biggest, it's one of the biggest um, regular season dates on the calendar. Yep. It's huge. It's great. Um. I like that it's no longer strictly Essendon Collingwood. Yeah, I, like I agree that. With that. I, I like that there's more people getting involved in it. Yeah. But, and I don't know, I don't really think it takes away. I think that, like, you know, Anzac Day afternoon in Melbourne, it's very restricted. If you're not a Melbourne person or you can't get to Melbourne in a couple of hours, you can't really, like, participate in that. Whereas yeah. now, they do, like, they pretty much do it every single game. It's Anzac weekend or week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I personally like that. Yeah. I think that Perth people can then enjoy their Anzac Day footy experience. I think Adelaide people, Brisbane people. Yeah. I think it's a really I think it's a really great thing. Yeah. And I really like that there. Incorporating all the clubs. Mm. Um, I like that obviously Anzac Day fell on Sunday, yeah. which was a good opportunity. So the Adelaide Oval Port hosted um, St Kilda. And again, they got a fairly good crowd for that. Yeah. They had all the things. Um, all the poor players were saying yeah. how good it was to be involved yeah. in playing on a Anzac Day. Yeah, I think it's good that it's spread out, and it, it's just it's just about including everyone in what is yeah. a really important celebration. And it's not a celebration that we want to lose. We don't want to lose the no. significance, and we want to Definitely. give everyone a chance to be able to access Anzac Day. Right. So I think it's really important. I I agree with you. I'm yeah. probably probably more of a traditional traditionalist in the sense yep. that I Anzac Day game is an, is Collingwood Essendon it's yep. it's never going to be a Hawthorne Adelaide game to me yes and 
I mean, not that I said I think that they shouldn't have other games on that day. It's more that the Anzac Day game is Essendon Collingwood. That's the showpiece event. That's no the doubt. showpiece event. And me being an ex Essendon supporter, yeah. I love that game. Yeah. I will sit there and watch every minute of it. Yeah. No matter what. Um but having said that, on that day, the the best game to watch was Hawthorne Adelaide. That was a ripping game. It was a ripping game. <laughs> it turned out. Oh, I forgot that they game. had that one earlier in the afternoon in, in too. Tassie, so, wasn't it? Why, it was in Tassie. Yeah. yeah. So, look, I definitely see your point. It's still a showpiece event. Yeah. Everyone's still gonna. If you're gonna watch a game that weekend, it's gonna be Anzac Day. Everyone's gonna sit down and watch it. It's still got all the significance, all yeah. the meaning. Personally, I don't think that's dis- that's detracted from by having the other games. Other people might disagree, but I yeah. I really like it. I think make it more accessible. Yeah, the more the merrier. I don't. Yeah, like like I said, I don't mind the Melbourne Richmond game. Yeah, on on Saturday night. Yeah, but I yeah. And at the end of the day, when it falls on a Saturday or Sunday, it's a, there's there's going to be games. There has to be games around it. It's a prime. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah, no, that's. That's good. That's a good start to our discussion. <laughs> um, Got the ball rolling. Second discussion topic. AFL tipping has to be a fucking nightmare at the moment. Yeah. You can't tell me that you got nine from nine this week. I haven't been tipping. No. I'll, I'll put my hand up and say I haven't been tipping. However, this, like, and it's the margin. So the Cats beating the Eagles at home, Cats are always hard to beat at Canadian mm. Park. They've got really good players. Jezza Cameron came back in. Yeah. Um, West Coast had a couple out, and they lost McGovern fairly early. Yeah. But they lost for, like 97 points. 97 points. Like that West Coast are a fucking smoky for... They're, I still think that they're a genuine contender. Yeah. Um, and Geelong, we've been saying the last couple of weeks. Look um, old, like, slow. They look old. But I don't know. Maybe, like, we, we have to say, I think we've been saying the whole time, Geelong are dad's army, but they've got quality across the paddock. Yeah. They've got really, really good players across the paddock. Yeah, they're a bit older. Yeah. Whether it's a team like West Coast too, when you line them up side by side, they're probably not that different. Geelong's yeah. got stars all over the paddock. West yeah. Coast have got their share of stars too. They've yeah. got their Yo, Shuiman is there, Nick Nat, their three-pronged forward line. Yeah. They've got Gaff, they've got Kelly. They've got absolute guns everywhere. Yeah. McGovern. But... I I just have this feeling that it's probably easier to say after this result, but it's not yeah. going to be your West Coast that really challenge and scared you along. It's going to be your young, fast ball moving, dangerous teams like your Bulldogs, like Melbourne, who yeah. have invested in a bit of youth. Charlie Spargo, Kasai Pickett, these sort of yeah. blokes are really coming through, playing good footy. Um, like we've gone on and on about how good the dogs are. Yeah, um, well, it's actually. It's interesting you say that because I was watching the um, Geelong West Coast replay and the seven news commentators agreed that West Coast had the best midfield in the comp. Yeah. And I would never have said that. I would have automatically went Bulldogs and then probably followed followed it up with Melbourne or Richmond. Yeah. And, uh, or Port. Yeah. And... And then maybe I would have gone for a West Coast or a Brisbane. But when you look at West Coast, like they're they're a classy midfield. They yeah. are a classy midfield. Um, lots of experience. Though. Lots of experience. They've got like again, maybe West Coast just had an off day. 
As Maybe. I said, they had a couple of injuries. They lost McGovern early. They're at Cadenia mm. Park. Geelong get a roll on. Um, Mitch Duncan's bombing 60-metre barrels after the siren yeah. through for goal at, like, at half-time. Yeah. But it's a bit of a memory. Sometimes you have an off day. I'm yeah. not I'm not saying West Coast are a crap team at no. all. I'm not writing them off. But no, no, definitely not. It's, it's, it just adds to the discussion, doesn't yeah. it? Like, who is, who is a good team? Yeah. So... Let's let's go back to the AFL tipping. So yep. say you've gone, you've probably gone Bulldogs. You're a smart player there. Gone the Bulldogs, and then you've gone over. Say you're a Geelong supporter and you back the uh, back the Cats that yep. week. Fair enough. You've gone to Melbourne, Richmond. Now Melbourne are playing some good footy, but Richmond are still you. Richmond like, ex premiers and Richmond they're still, still the best club in the league. Yeah. So on the off chance that you've gone Melbourne, you've gone then to Hawthorne, Adelaide. Hawthorne have been pretty ordinary for the last mm. couple of weeks. Adelaide are on fire. And came from 31 points down in the third quarter Yeah, to win by three. Like, there's no way that you're picking Hawthorne. Like, if yeah. you've picked Geelong and Melbourne... And you've, you and you've skipped over the fact that you've gone for the Swans... Like, the Suns have oh, yeah, got beaten, beaten the Swans by 40 points. Like... Swans had a few injuries, buddy out, whatever, but they've yeah. been playing really good footy up until the last two weeks. Yeah. Suns have, for feels like years, have been like, oh, they're this close. Like, yeah. you obviously can't see me because this is a podcast, but I've got, my <laughs> hands, I've got my fingers not very far away from each other. They're this close to, like, really, yeah. like, being able to crack the competition open and really giving it a shake, but they've just missed finals and then they've yeah. ended up, you know, in that 14th sort of spot, 13th, 14th. Yeah. They've disappointed. Looks. I still think it might go that way this year again, but they've come out beaten them by forty points. Looked and good. put on a statement. And you know what? It's the first time I'm going to say it. I'm a bit worried about the Swans. Mm. A little bit worried. Mm. We'll discuss that later. Yep. But then you've gone. You've probably picked Brisbane. You probably picked Port. You've definitely picked Fremantle. <laughs> but North Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But the Collingwood-Essendon game, it's that same thing. It's like Collingwood, like they don't look like they've been playing some very good footy recently, but Essendon are so fucking hit and miss, man. You could, you can't yeah. convincingly pick them every week and go, yeah, no, nah, they're good. And I keep looking at Collingwood and I'm like, oh, the forward line's a bit sketchy, but they've still got good players. Their back like, line's still very good. Their back line's still so really good. They've still got... Pendlebury just keeps getting it done, man. That yeah. dude is a freak. That he dude, so the way he's going, he could play for another five years. Yeah, him he's and Trav both are just yep, jets. Just, <laughs> they genuinely are getting better with age. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I don't know. Tough one to pick. But, yeah, AFL tipping would have been an absolute like nightmare this, this week. So, good luck to you if you're in an AFL tipping comp. Um I can't say the same about NRL. NRL seems to be all going on track as you oh, would pick it, but I don't a, know. apart from a couple of games, but I'm just gonna have a quick glance over the NRL just while we're on it. Like, I just can't help but think, um, like you pick the Panthers and the Knights challenged them till half time, and then the Panthers like just run away with it, win twenty four six. The Titans, David Fafita was unbelievable against the Rabbitohs oh, I watched that whole game so he scored good. a first half hat trick his second hat trick in three weeks yeah and they got out to an 18 point lead but the whole time you're just like I don't th- I think the Rabbitohs are going to win this and they did Benji Marshall masterclass he turned back oh, the clock like it was 2005 um, flick passes but like again it's like Rabbitohs are going to be way too good and they were in the end 
Eels 46-6 against the Bronx. Like, you picked that easy. Yep. Sharks-Bulldogs, I mean, first one of the first games Bulldogs have won in years. <laughs> but the Sharks are very hit and miss as well. Yeah, Cowboys they've got a bit of turmoil going on in the They do. They're, um, <laughs> they've got rid of John Morris and they've... Yeah, seems like the players, which, I don't know, might as well cover this while we're going. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no. But, like, seems like the players... But the Sharks players really like John Morris. Yeah. And he was quite well respected, but they've just gone and cut him. So, Boot him. what that has to do on the playing group, I don't know, but they've lost the Bulldogs, who are a very ordinary team. Cowboys beat the Raiders. That's that's big. That is massive, actually. Because, like, the Cowboys, are, Tom Lolo <laughs> was back, but, I mean, they're still not a great it's team. Okay. The Sea Eagles absolutely pumped Tigers. Have we talked about this since Turbo's been, since Tommy Turbo's no, been back? No, Tommy Turbo's back, and it's a completely different he's, ball game. He is a 60 point, he turns that team around like 60 points positive. Mm. They were losing by 30 to not much. Yeah. Um, before he comes back, he's been back two weeks and they've won forty to six, albeit against the West Tigers. But and then they beat someone else pretty convincingly as well. well I said the um, old mate Gus Cuts, yep, Angus McLaughlin. He had uh, Seagulls in the in his multi, and I was like, "Whoa, that's a that's a tight one." Because I knew Tommy Turbo was back, but I was just like, "There's no way that like." he can just turn Manly season around because Manly have been for lack of a better word dog shit for a, for a fair, a fair couple man. of weeks yeah. and like it was, it was almost becoming a an easy pick mm. like you just go and you, whoever's playing the Seagulls you just pick them yeah like um, goal and chipping and stuff like that so. yeah. yeah and just to quickly finish on this point like Roosters 34-10 against Dragons and Storm 42-20 against Warriors. So essentially, like you pick the Panthers, you're fairly confident you're going to win. You yep. pick Rabbits, you pick Eels, you pick, well, Seagulls at the moment, but you pick the Roosters and you pick the Storm. And if they're playing anyone in that bottom eight to ten teams, they're going to beat them. Yeah. Like they're exactly. just, unless those six teams or whatever I just read out are playing each other, then it's like, like there's going to be a couple upsets here and there, but mm. realistically, it's there's a as we've said there's a huge gap between the top of the NRL and the bottom. Yeah, not nah, big time. I agree with you there. And that's that's tipping. That's tipping. <laughs> Next topic: Cricket Australia has released their contract list, and there's a couple of little. It's an interesting upsets. one. It's it's a very interesting one, and we did talk about this prior to going coming on the air, viewers. So we have we have to point out that we believe that this men's contract list for 21-22 is based around the fact that the 20, 2020 World Cup is coming up. Yes. Because... India. And India are overlords, as yeah. the, uh, the great cricketer have made very clear. So yes, we now have to do have to revolve our lives around India yeah. and do everything to please India. So I agree with now, that. So we now um, completely forget about that the Ashes is coming up. <laughs> well before the T20 World Cup and it's the T20 World Cup who gives a shit we'll say you know what to Cricket Australia probably well that's it that, 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 there's money in there's yeah. money in the T20 World Cup because you as an Indian audience um, anyway the list is Agar Alex Carey Cummins obviously Finch Green Hazelwood Marnus Lubbock 
uh, Lyon, Maxwell, <laughs> Payne, Pattinson, Richardson, Jai Richardson oh, and Kane gosh. Richardson, Steve Smith, Mitch Stark, David Warner, Adam Zampa. So, some notable admissions. Matthew Wade, Travis Head, who was only vice-captain like 18, 18 months ago. Yeah. Um, Mitch Marsh. Which, sorry, before, yeah. I, before you go on, may I just add that Travis Head was actually out camping with his family in the bush and was fucking jumping on rocks to get reception to see who got a like, contract. Like, he had no idea. Oh. And so he learnt the hard way by trying to fucking jump on a rock to find reception, only to find out you're not getting a gig, son. That's For being vice like, stiff as. Like, and he... I still think he's... I still think he can play that number five spot. He's probably or, the best for it at the moment. He... I think, still think he has to be. Like, he's in the top 12 or 13 test match players. Mm. Um... Michael Nisa, still not, like, probably fair enough. He hasn't actually played a test match yet, but he killed it in the Sheffield Shield, um, took five from the Sheffield Shield, and Will Pukowski misses out. That's a, that was my biggest stun. Yeah. I was so surprised by that because, you know, the Australia, Cricket Australia's been coming out just saying, oh, this bloke, he's, he's the next opener. He's the next big opener for Australia, followed by Cam Green batting at six being that all-rounder that we just need all the time. And look, Cam Green's come to the party and addressed it. But have like have they just forgotten that Will Pukowski made a pretty neat 60-odd? Um, and the, the his first just, test so I've, I've just looked through. There's 16 or 17 names here on this contract list. So obviously, to fit them over all three forms, you're not going to fit everyone. There's going to be a couple who are, un, who are unlucky to miss out. Yeah? Um, but... I'm just going through it. So there's David Warner, who's going to be your test match opener in yep. the Ashes. Yep. There is no other test match opener. The other people who won't get picked but could, like Carey, Aaron Finch, um, that's literally That's it. pretty much it. So, it. so the second spot like the second test match opening spot, which I'd say is a pretty important spot. Yeah. With an Ashes coming up, like That's home cool. Ashes, you've got to win it. I'd Surely he gets a gig. Surely yeah. it ha- you have to give Travis Head or... Yeah, um, yeah or Pukowski a gig. I just don't really... Well, the fact that you've, you've evicted Marcus Harris and Joe Burns along with it. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. Those two, especially Joe Burns, they... Like after their previous form, they don't deserve no cricket Australia contracts. But an opener deserves a cricket Australia but no, contract. But a backup opener, even if he doesn't play, mm. the kid's got to get ex- experience, doesn't he? You got to get experience around that. Like, oh, Pukowski, Pukowski, you just got to back to the hills. I think. Yeah, agree. Like he's going to miss out at times. He's only young. He's he's had some um, mental health, some concussion struggles. Yeah, but you got to pick and stick with him. Like yeah, I think right. he's the future, so I think you've got to, like you've got to give him a contract for the next couple of years. See how he goes. So, like, so if you were going through this list, you're obviously looking at it. That's a that's a pretty good T20. Yeah, squad, and that's what, what it's from. obviously geared towards, yeah. which obviously means that it's just Indian money that yeah. is the only thing that Cricket Australia are worried about. You gear gear that for an Ashes series, 
you have to say that Joe Burns even gets a, or Matty Wade gets a gig along yep. with Pukowski. Agar gets the kick. Carey gets the kick. Um, Ooh, sorry to interject too. Alex Carey, I'm not even sure if he's in an Australian side at the moment. Like, yes, he's a good keeper. Is he the next one off, next cab off the rank? Is he after not, Tim is he Payne? Not one day, probably. I thought Matty Wade was getting in front of him. Matty Wade's definitely in front of him in the T20 sides, or True. was? Well, he was because Matty Wade was the opener and the standing captain while Finch was injured. True. He's the vice captain and he was standing captain and the wicket keeper. Fuck me dead. What's in the water so in Australia? I am really unsure as to what they're going on. Anyway, I feel like mm. it's one of those ones you can speculate all the time. Well, one person I am pretty pretty happy to see is Jai Richardson. Jai Richardson, yeah. I'm, I'm happy big to see fans. him back on. We're both big fans of Jai. Yeah, definitely. Um, Kane Richardson. Now, T20 wise, good player. Good player. Good player. What the fuck is he getting a Cricket Australia gig for in front of Wilk Pogowski? <laughs> like, and even Matthew Wade, even if on a T20 list. Like, you've got Mitchell Stark, Jai Richardson, uh, Cam Green, Pat Cummins. There's four pace bowlers that gets a gig in, that get a gig in front of Kane Richardson. Yeah. Yeah, he's, li- he's literally there as a backup. T20. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. I like him in, in and around the short form. Cummins... Stark Hazelwood play a lot of cricket. You can't pick yep. him every single match. No, of course. But then you probably interject James Pattinson for any one of them. Yeah, well, James Pattinson and Jai Richardson there's are better bowlers than Kane Richardson. There's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven fast bowlers in that list. And no Two test seconds. match opening bowler. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we better wrap up yeah, on, that, wrap on that up point. On that one. But... Um, yeah, and then lastly, I just really, really quickly, nah. Steph Curry is making a late run for MVP. How good is this bloke? He's been putting up some numbers. Hasn't this, he? this bloke just quite—he's been averaging in the last uh, in this season. He's thirty-one point three points a game. That is his highest. Uh, no, it's not. Don't worry about it. Uh, I thought it was his highest for any season, but not in his MVP seasons. But. Um, 31.3 points a game. Oh, no, it is. Don't worry. I'm fucking lost. Um, 31.3 points a game, not averaging as many assists, but boy, oh boy, he is, like, just rocking the last, like, 10 games. He's something stupid, like, and over 50% from three and shooting, like, eight threes a game. So there's fucking 24 of your points. And how's Golden State been tracking? They are... Going to get a uh, finals, not a finals gig, a playoff berth, yes. yep. I believe. Um, let, I'm just checking at the moment, sorry. Mm. Um, so they are currently sitting 10th, but I believe that they're going to move up a bit. They've, there's, okay. I think there's oh, about 15 more games, maybe a dozen more games left yep. in the season. Yep. And they're only like, uh, where are they? They're two wins off. Uh, no, they're one win off being inside the eight. They're two yeah. wins off being inside the six. Yeah. In the in the West. And the people above them, Portland Trailblazers, mm. been pretty arse recently. Dame Lillard has been awful. Has he? He's averaging like 18 points a game. Yeah. He's shooting only 20% from the field or something like that. He's been pretty awful. Mm. Um, Memphis Grizzlies, who's just, I don't know, like Ja Moran is, he's so good, but... That team is just running on a dream. 
Like, I don't know. They've got nothing going yeah. for, for them. And yeah. then San Antonio Spurs, no one wants to play for them. Yeah. So, I feel as though... If Steph keeps his reign up. They're going to be absolutely... Should sneak in. They should sneak in, and they could go a fair way. You never know. Steph Curry, he brings out one of his MVP season um, kind of playoff debuts Mm. again. Yep. We can see a really, really interesting final series. In other news, though, Brooklyn Nets are on top of the East. They're one game clear of Philadelphia. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, they look good. Yep, yep, oh. no doubt. And look, surely when they just get the the trio together, yeah, they probably cannot be stopped, unless 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 your man Julius Randle Julius from the Knicks. Randall, I tell you the what, Knicks are baby. storming home. Although Phoenix, won, Phoenix won beat them today. Oh, they bugger. They won like eight. <laughs> in the trot, <laughs> they? Yeah, they stole. Yeah. it was eight in a row today, and then um, Phoenix yep. Phoenix won. Uh, Phoenix beat them. Phoenix are bloody good too. They're they're second in the West. Oh, Chris Paul. It just shows how good Chris Paul still is, and he's so underrated. Um. Anyway, let's move on to our tri-season analysis. Tri-season. That doesn't work. Nah, trimester right. analysis. I want to say we're a third our first, of the way. Our first trimester. First trimester okay. analysis. We're yeah. actually we're actually pregnant. We're we've just finished our first trimester. Okay. Perfect. Yep. We're going to dive deep into the, into the realms of the AFL ladder and go through our just you know, our pros and cons for each team as we go down. Where, where we think where we at. see that where we see they're at. Bear in mind, we're seven games into a long season. Um, injuries have come into play by now. This um, change a little bit. You can see how each team are playing, um, and we can kind of get a gauge of where we think each team's going to be. Yep. Now, we're going to start by starting at the top of the ladder, which is Take to the, the Western top. Bulldogs. Western Bulldogs. And oh, we have gone on and on about the dogs. Like, Six for, baby. Yeah. And you know what? They've they've been challenged a couple of times. Like Even on Friday night, they're up against the Giants, who we'll get to. But like the young up-and-coming Giants, like, I felt like the Giants... I only saw bits and pieces of the game, mm. but from what I saw, the Giants were playing out of their skins. They were playing really good footy. Like first they're half, a, they're the youngest. Uh, they're the youngest team on the park most weeks mm. at the moment. They've got, I think, seven I to eight players under twenty games experience. So so young, so inexperienced. Yeah, and I felt like they played their very very best. And then in the last quarter, the Dogs come out and put nine goals on yeah. them in the last quarter and win by. Like blew out to over 40, 50 points. Yeah, like they are they are the real deal. The only thing is, um, they've lost Josh Dunkley. Yeah, so he's dislocated his shoulder late in shoulder that game, and he's having a reconstruction. He's out for up to three months. Yeah, he. I doubt he'll play again. So he'll be touch and go to get back this year. Yeah, I think that they even possibly might just uh, just stick it out. Mm. We'll see how we go on, but yeah. Um, I Who, he, he is a bit of a loss. He's a big loss. He's yeah. he's a very very good footballer, oh, yeah. and he can sort of play that. Like he can be that bigger body. He yep. can sort of go forward as that as yeah. that third or fourth sort of tall and be a bit of a handful down forward. Yeah, he's chopped out in the ruck previously. Not that that's obviously preferred position, but no. he's quite a versatile midfielder. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, they've lost him for what looks like most of the season. So yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Um, however, their depth should cover him fairly well. I don't know if that's going to make a huge difference to how well nah, they are going. Probably not. Um, I still think they're the pick of my team. They are still. They're they're the pick at the moment. Yeah. Um. To well, definitely a minor premise. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Melbourne, Melbourne also six and zero. Also, just keep getting it done. Don't and they? like, I think we. I don't know. I feel like I've said this a lot. I, we've said it. Probably said it before. Yeah. But Melbourne just in our eyes. Mm. We've born in '98. Melbourne yeah. haven't been good since nah. the, they made the grand final in 2000 and have hardly fired a shot since. Um, it's you feel really, really cautious about getting up and about on the Melbourne bandwagon, but I think it's actually time for the D's fans to start getting oh, excited. Yeah. I think it's finally time for them to not lift the lid on. Pre- they might not win the premiership. It's still a long way to go, but that's a good sign. I think they're it? the real. I think they have proven. They proved on the weekend against Richmond, who. Mate, might not be playing the best footy and might have a few out and this yeah. and that, but it's still Richmond on a big stage. Like, that's the biggest stage that a lot of these young Melbourne players have probably played on. Yeah. That and Zach Eve, they probably haven't had a lot of experience in that. And they stood up and Richmond yeah. challenged them early. Didn't they? Um, They're up by two goals, three goals oh, early. I think Richmond. I didn't kicked, watch the game. Um, I think Richmond kicked the first three goals of the game and then. Melbourne stormed back and won comfortably. Have won yeah. by 38 points or something along those lines. I'll get it up in front of me um, as we're speaking. But, yeah, it's they've got over the line by 34 points in the end. Um, and they just keep playing good footy. Yeah. And it's blokes like Kasai Pickett and like young blokes that are really getting it done for them. I think the thing that I've definitely noticed with it is that... We, I feel like Melbourne is that club that just keeps on keeping on. Like, they didn't blow out Richmond. Mm. Neither they should have. Mm. But, like, you know, 12 goals, 10, 82 to 6 goals, 12, 48. Richmond didn't kick very straight. But they still kept on top of them yep. the whole time. And I actually reckon that is completely to do with their how good and underrated their midfield is. Mm. Petrarca, Oliver, Viney, and then like it's just like so much giant, uh, so much depth. Nathan Jones, only three Yeah, like it's it's not a completely like it's not a dusty. It's not completely star-studded, but it's getting there because Oliver and Petrarca are threatening to really like Christian Petrarca is so good, man. (laughs) Um, did you see? Did you see when they were announcing the um? They were announcing the best on ground, and someone had said, like the lady who was awarding the award, she said, uh, and the best on ground is Christian. Oh, wait, I don't know which one it is. <laughs> Christian Salem's had 39 disposals, 24 oh, kicks, shit. kicked a goal, and Christian Petrarca's had 38, 16, kicked a goal. So they've had nearly exactly the same game. And she went, oh, Christian. Oh, wait, I'm not sure which one. So I'd come over and whisper in her ear. Oh, it's Petrarca. Christian <laughs> Petrarca. Um, but they're getting it done. Max Gorn, 
I think Max Gorn has established himself as the premier ruckman in the competition. He's the best ruckman. In the Brody Grundy is still a very good player, and yeah. he doesn't have the cattle around him right now. Yeah, but he is not playing. He's not playing some great footy. He's not playing the best footy that he's uh, that he's capable of. Yeah, I think the last couple of years he's been fucking literally just skyrocketed, and then he set the bar. Yeah, and he's just sitting under that bar at the moment, and it's like. Not good enough, mm. if you know what I mean. Well, we just expect <laughs> so like it, yeah. it was always the the Gorn Grundy that was yeah. the matchup. You could never split them, and yeah. now it's like well, well it, before it, that it was a Gorn Goldstein kind of yeah yeah when yeah. Toddy was like yeah you know those two would come up and it wouldn't be a better matchup in the midfield, it'd be a better matchup up in the rough. Mm. And it's like when the fuck in the recent memory do you remember having a matchup? Between the Ruckman. Mm. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's, it's good. great. It's good. Um, moving on. Port Adelaide. Your I'm, team. Yeah. I'm, I'm keeping the lid on Port, but I'm pretty impressed with how they're going about it. How's Xavier Dersma going? Xavier Dersma's cooked. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah. So Dersma and Butters, uh, I haven't actually heard exactly, but they're up to 10 to 12 weeks. So they're going to miss a fair chunk of footy. Yeah, which is pretty devastating if you're Port Adelaide. It is. But the blokes they've brought in are getting the job done. Yeah. Carl Amon, um, these sort of blokes are really doing a good job. Um, they've got Sam Powell Pepper is waiting in the wings. That's um, an odd name, isn't it? It is. It is. But he's a good player. And he hasn't played yet this year. He took time off. At yep. the start of the year for some personal reasons. And yep. he came back in the sample, had 34 and did yep. the goal. Played really well. So he's back in contention. Um, their forward line looks so dangerous. Their forward line, they've got the best forward line in the, in the league, yep. you'd have to say. Dixon, Marshall and Georgiadis. And they're all, so, they're all really different. Dixon's obviously big, strong. Yep. Kick it on his head and he wrestles and he always brings it to ground. Yep. Georgie Artis is a run and jump at the footy, and if he gets a clear run and jump, not many blokes can stop him from marking it. And, and Toddy Marshall, just Toddy Marshall's a lead. Just, yeah, he's a really good lead up player, yeah. but he's got the size as well. Yeah, like he he's two hundred centimeters tall. Well, he's been, then, he, he was touted as the next key forward for Port. Yeah, and, and he he's and still he, he's young. playing he's, that well. Yeah. And the only thing he probably hasn't done is put enough weight on to be a key forward. Like. But at the moment, it's it's good because it gets that point yeah, of difference no, that he's so mobile. Um, and then on the ground, there's obviously Rosie, Fantasia, who yeah. some of the things that they're doing at the moment oh. is unbelievable on the ground. And then um, you even like chop in Robbie Gray in there. Sometimes. Robbie Gray has played a lot of he's played a lot of forward, and yeah. he's just so clever, just so clever. just so clever. He's, he'll and, be um, he'll be that Scotty Pendleby type player for Port Adelaide, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, um, just just smart with his with his yeah. play, just. Everything and, slows down. And Stevie play. Motlop's been contributing really well in the forward line as well. He's been kicking two, three goals a game. Yeah. Um, not getting huge numbers, getting sort of 12 or 13 touches, but yeah. kicking I remember goals. when he was at Geelong, he was literally the biggest liability on yeah. the field. On yeah, I know. He's and just a liability. Because I think he was trying to be that X-factor star, whereas yeah. he's really just been that role player, like yeah. that half-forward lead-up. Chips in a couple of goals. You got wines, um, boke through the middle. I'm still, still pretty happy with where they're at. Still pretty happy. And they've still got that. They've got that ability to break the lines and move the ball quick. That, that's another team that I think Geelong might struggle against. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, 
that and we'll discuss that in yep. a sec. Um, it's funny though, like, yeah, you know, I want to like Port. I really do. I, I sorry, I do like Port Adelaide, but I just don't know any of their players. Yeah, like you're talking about like these like players that I've just never fucking heard of. Yeah, and. <laughs> It's purely based on the fact that they play for Port Adelaide. It's yeah, <laughs> it's no different. It's yeah. like it's like Gold Coast, like or North Melbourne. Like no one knows who plays for no, North Melbourne. Not even Gold I Coast know North Melbourne players. because no one gives a fuck about those clubs. <laughs> like unless you're a, yeah. a supporter. Yeah, you yeah. And Port have always been that team, and it's taken yeah. it's taken them this long probably to actually establish themselves as yeah. someone. But they're still out of Adelaide. Like they're still based in Adelaide. Victorian bias. Whereas. I can tell you right now, I don't like Collingwood, but I can tell you half their list. Yep. Easy. Yep. I know who you're talking about. Yep. Same with Hawthorne, same mm. with GWS, Essendon, Carlton, Sydney. Yep. You know all those teams. Richmond, everyone knows everyone on Richmond. Yeah. Helps when you win three flags in four years. Yeah, yeah. But but, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, Geelong. Now, we were just talking about them. Geelong are going to be that team that beats, like, the slower playing teams. So West Coast, for example, on the weekend, West Coast don't move the ball extremely quickly. They rely on their like big forwards, yep. big lead up forwards, win a contest, and then they're like, God, I guess you want to say front running midfield. Yeah. But that's where Geelong, a bit more defensive, a bit slower play, a yep. bit more experience, know where to put the ball. That's who they beat. Whereas a Port Adelaide, I, reckon, I agree, they're going to struggle against well, I think there's going to be some real danger teams for Geelong. Even teams like, well, we saw it with Hawthorne. Like, we talked about that last yep. time where they just had young kids, like young... Oh, they run CJ, it so well. Gath. Oh, they run it so well out of that back line. They just, they just, they're just like kamikaze, just yep. kamikaze running the whole yep. way. It hurts them. And kick it hurts them if they It hurts yeah. them if they stuff it up, but it's exciting. And like, even a team like Frio... Who yeah. they've actually got some foot speed, yeah, um, and some balls in that midfield as well as the Fife Monday. But yeah. I think even like Frio, I'm surprised they're sitting sixth, yeah, in front of Richmond. Yeah, exactly. But um, those these are the sort of teams Swans as well. If they can bring it together, they're out of four. Oh. But well, I think yeah, I'm still a bit classic. still a bit worried about the Cats. Well, yeah, I'm not me worried because I don't like Geelong, but oh, I, I Geelong. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm still not sold. But then at the end of the day. When you've got Cameron and Selwood and Higgins, well, and Dangerfield is going to miss a few more weeks uh, still too because he Blitzarves. he got injured at training. Yeah, something like that. I missed yeah. that. Yeah, he missed. Um, I think he's missing another three weeks due to an injury, like sustained at training or something. If you if you know what it is, sorry about that, but I I'm just going off the top of my head. I noticed <laughs> that he might be here. Um, Sydney, Sydney, I am, I'm not worried about them, but I'm worried about them. They got Buddy back, looked a million bucks, he's gone now, don't look a million bucks. They started like a house on fire without Buddy, Yeah. and they got Buddy, and it was like, shit, this is, this is going to work for yeah. him. And now they've lost Buddy, and it's like, all of a sudden, they, they learned how to play without him, and then they got spoilt for choice with having him, yep. and now they're like, oh shit, where do I kick it to? What, where, do I, where do I go? Like, We're Sam, not going to go to Sam Reid. Sam Reid. <laughs> Please, Fuck God, that. no. <laughs> right, kick it to the opposition, but kick it to Sam Reid. <laughs> that bloke's a big dum-dum. Oh. Um, yeah, no, Sydney, 
Sydney have been the way that they play has been shut down the last couple of weeks. When they started before Buddy came in, their ability to hit those short kicks and just break the line was unbelievable. Mm. And they were like a Hawthorne where they were just quick and electric and fast and f- like fun to watch. Yep. Buddy came back. It was all about once it got to center, like center of the park, bomb it anywhere near Buddy and see how it goes. Yep. And we'll front run in front of it. And it worked for a couple of weeks. Now yep. Buddy's out. Shit, let's bomb it in front of, in front of Sam Reid. But you know where that's fucking going? Back over your head. So, yeah. And they they haven't been... Their disposal efficiency over the last couple of weeks has been poor. And I reckon I've also put it down to this. They've dropped Logan McDonald and Braden Campbell, who are both fucking... Have they? Smokies. Yeah, they dropped them last week. Um, they were Smokies for... Hmm. Um, Rising Stars. Braden Campbell got one. Uh, hmm. What's his name? Logan McDonald was looking pretty good. And I feel like he's one of those kids that you pick and stick with. I Put a bit of muscle on him and he'd be, yeah, he'd be like, awesome. Uh, I don't know. I don't really get... Especially like Sydney, I think they're still in a semi... Not rebuilding phase, but I think they've got to... I think they've got to still keep playing the kids because playing oh, the kids was shit, what yeah. got them in a position to be... A decent team in the first place. Oh, the kids that were the reason. The kids were the reason that they sitting fifth it was, at the moment. Well, they had three or four of the NAB Rising Stars in the first three or four weeks. Three in four weeks. Like mm. you never get that. And it was it was Warner and it was Water. It was it was Errol Gordon first week, Warner yep. second week, and then Braden Campbell third week. Yep. Was. And like they, they're kids, they can have off weeks, but I think yeah. you just got to pick and stick with it and oh, say yeah. like this is the footy we're playing. It'll work. It won't work sometimes. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Sydney a bit worried. Fremantle, Fremantle's another one of those teams that you just don't know any of them except for Fife and Mundy. I just um, find it so weird to not see Fremantle sitting between position 14, 11 15. and <laughs> 15. Yeah, I feel like they're just always... Like, I, just, I just was looking through the ladder and they're in sixth. What? Um, they, they, are, they are the definition of um, Harry Potter, you know, King's Cross... Um, platform nine and three quarters like they're just going to sit at that awkward spot for the rest of the year where they're not going to make finals i don't think but they're always going to be that troublesome team for the top eight sorry that I was think. such a weird analogy i know but i was <laughs> i have no I was idea where you're going with that but i'll let you have it i was well they're just i don't think that they're good enough for ninth yeah but i think that putting them below ninth is probably like a bit rude yeah and I feel as though they're definitely not a top eight team. Um, so they're kind of nine and three quarters. Whether, okay. Oh, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. Yeah, that right. That was shit, Parks, but I'll fucking, I'm sticking with it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, I was just going to add that obviously Nat Fife is Nat Fife, and he will be a perennially, a perennially good player. He'll always be good. David Mundy is 35, and he is a genuine, like, he's in Brownlow medal contention at the moment. Oh, yeah. He is playing unbelievable footy. He's probably nearly, he's been a very, very good player for a very long time. He's yep. probably nearly in career best form. Yep. Um, and again, you go through, I know a couple of these players, like Luke Ryan is a really good backman. Um, Michael Frederick, um, I will get to later, but he's just like one of those kids. He's very similar to Giath. Yeah. Um, his twin brother, actually, they call him. So this Michael is 
Fast Freddy. Yep. And his twin brother debut for Port, and they call him Flash Freddy. And they're just like, they just got wheels. Like, they're Sudanese yeah, right. dudes. I think they're Sudanese, could be wrong, but they're just super quick. And yeah, right. it's these sort of blokes that you just love watching because they just break the lines. They yeah, just run all day fun. and just powerful runners. Um, and just while I'm on it, there was a photo that came out, Port Adelaide posted it. Um, David Roden, former Port Adelaide player, played a bit for Richmond, a bit for Melbourne. I loved him at Port Adelaide. He's now a goal umpire. But there was a picture of uh, Fast Freddy and Flash Freddy, and they were um, when they were like probably eight with David yeah. Roden, oh. and so like in the rooms, yeah. um, in decked out in port gear, and anyway, Flash Freddy stayed in the uh, port system, come through as an academy junior, and made his debut. And Dave Roden was the goal umpire, so they That's both got sick. they both got a photo together. Oh, Dave Roden and Flash Freddy got a photo together before his first game, so I thought that was pretty cool. That's pretty wholesome content. Yeah, yeah, just a quick one. Um, anyway, that's all I got for Freya. Yeah, <laughs> I I was actually like, but just they've, they've a... got enough players to like they've got young players that can break lines. Yeah, and again, they they could be kryptonite for Dad's army. Yeah, definitely. Richmond, Richmond are in a bit of a form slump, aren't they? Struggling to find their mojo a little bit. Um, I wouldn't write Richmond off. I don't. Think I've heard can. a few people well, write Richmond off. We just heard Robbo. Yeah, we Robbo three sixty completely hadn't. Um, so, which was very very surprising. I'll quote this. Robbo said, "Richmond will not win the premiership this year." Okay, just fucking come on your farm, mate. Just pump the brakes on. Put the brakes Dom on. Dom Dollar, just, just pump the brakes. Just wait a second. You are talking about three-time premiership winners in the last four or five years. Four years. Four years. So they can't be not in contention. Like, you can't just completely go, yep, they're seventh. They've lost a couple of key games against top sides, like yep. top four sides. Yeah. you got to run them off. Every, every era has to come to an end. Yeah. But... When they're still, like, they're listed as far as I see, sense. there's still there's still life in that era. Oh, isn't there's there? still there's still another two years in that era. Dusty possibly. Martin's still the best player in the league. They've still got Shane Edwards. They've still got Nah Jack Rewalt. They've yeah. still got Dylan Grimes. Um, they still have really really oh, really good players. Think. Really 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 good players. Trent Cotchin is still there. Maybe maybe their best. Maybe like. All of that, all of their best lined up perfectly for the yeah. last three years, but they're still gun players. Oh yeah, definitely. No, and you'd hate to come up against Richmond in a, in a final. No, but like you look at this ladder right now. So you've got Bulldogs, Melbourne, Port Adelaide, top three. They're pretty cement. I don't see them changing too much out of that. They might intertwine a little bit. Yeah, but I see that top three. Yeah. I reckon that's what it's going to be at the end of the year. So that's we're calling that top tier. I'm calling that top tier. Those yep. top top three teams, they're the they're the teams to beat. Yeah, they're the benchmark. Geelong, Dad's Army, don't trust them. You just you just can't trust them. They could be they could be fourth, or they could be in the bottom eight before you. Well, the what is it now? Bottom ten. Yeah. Before you know it. Yeah. Sydney, same thing. I don't write them off. But don't I, I'm not even sure if Sydney are in the second tier. I think I, I think they might be closer to sort of the and Frio the six, exact seven, same. Eight. Oh, Frio, I, I still don't I don't see them I as see. a contender. But then so, I'm looking down. So you move Richmond. Richmond goes up to 
fourth or fifth pretty quickly. Yeah, I think so. And all of a sudden, you get in the home final, and they've got premiers, yeah. they've got final yeah. experience. Don't write them off. Trust me. They are... Richmond sneak into a top four. I'll tell you what, it's a dangerous time. It is. It's a dangerous time for anyone in that top eight. Brisbane even, like, they've had some... uh, Sorry, we're done with Richmond? Yeah. Uh, Brisbane even... uh, Lockie Neal's out for a few weeks. Yeah. They haven't really clicked yet, but they've won enough games to, like... What are they? They've won the three and three, three. which is as good as Richmond. Getting trailed Um, by Adelaide. Like, there's... I think you're still, like, yeah... Brisbane are probably still going to be okay. Probably yeah, still going to be okay. That's a long season. Yeah. You, you don't know where Freo is going to be. You don't know where Sydney's going to be. You don't know where Geelong's going to be. Yep. You can almost you can almost put money on Brisbane at some point gelling within the season. I think Putting so. a bit of a streak on yep. and getting themselves up the board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Crom. The Crom. Crom can't fucking hold on, can they? They're just, they sell drop out. A couple they of... drop a couple of late... Yeah. Fourth quarter performance. That's that's a big loss um, on the weekend because otherwise loss. they're probably sitting in. That'd be probably. Fifth, they, they, fifth they hold on to that. They're they're fifth or sixth, I reckon. And I reckon the way they've been playing, again, I don't trust them. I don't know. If, <laughs> I, I think they're more like an eighth, ninth, tenth team. Yeah. Than any higher than that. Yeah. They but, could be a Richmond special like ninth. But yeah, they could be. Could be. But. Look, they're playing well above what anyone expected, so oh, hats yeah. off to them. Yeah, I'll, and go Crom. Yeah. You, you never be disappointed with Crom. Um, West Coast. Oh, and also, sorry, um, just on the Crom, um, Riley Thil, yeah. Thilthor. Thilthor, that's the one. Um, debuted, and did he kick five or six? Five. On debut, um, which was really, really impressive. And also, at, so in this game, they've... They dropped to Hawthorne by three points. They kicked 16-3. At half time, they had, I believe it was 12 straight. They kicked, they kicked 14 straight, actually. 14 straight they at half time? No, not at half time. Oh, they, but they kicked 14 straight. They kicked straight. 14 straight. They kicked 12 straight at half time, I believe. That's, I think that's right. Oh, no. Straight. They kicked 14 straight at half time. Did they? And they've only managed to kick another two goals, three for the rest of the game. So they should have won that. And they... Like, yeah, Riley Thilthorpe, he is a superstar. Mm. Uh, they missed out on uh, Ymira Ugelhagen. Yes. Uh, at number one. Mm-hmm. And then got Riley, who was touted as like, you know, it's 50-50, six to one. Yeah. Kind of, you pick whichever one. And so they got Riley. Yeah. Bulldogs haven't given Yamira a go, but he's been kicking snags in the VFL. He kicked four him. or five on the weekend. He's been kicking snags. He yep. deserves a go in my eyes, but I tell you what, it's pretty hard to crack into that mm. that team at this stage. But I think actually, just on that, I think Tim English might be dropping out. I think he might be injured this week, yep. so I wouldn't Good be same. surprised if he might get a bit of a look in. Yamira's look uh, licking his lips. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Riley still thought he's a. Fucking jet. Yeah. And so one to look out for. Yeah, I'm really, really keen to see. And Logan McDonald is the same thing, but just needs to put on a bit of weight. Well, he still sort of looks. He's, he's, a, he's thick, isn't he? Boy. He's a thick he's young a boy. boy. And he looks. He's like a Charlie Dixon type operator, just like just big and yeah. intimidating. Yeah. Um, Even as an 18, 19 year old. West Coast. West Coast are just going to be that team that hangs around. Oh, um, I think West I think Coast, they're good enough to be the you know West Coast at ten. You see, I think West Coast are I think they're a second tier team. Yeah, man, I agree with that. 
I think they will finish four, well, five, six. Best midfield in the league, according to and their forwards. Brian. Their forwards like Kennedy's getting on a little bit. He missed yeah. on the weekend. Jack Darling's actually been playing good footy. Jack Darling's a bloody um, star. And Oscar Allen is killing it. He's yeah. in all Australian form at the moment. Mm. He's nearly looking the best of that forward line. And um, Tim Kelly is... No, Tim Kelly's at Geelong. Why am I... No, Tim Kelly's there. Is he there? Yeah. No, no he went from Geelong to... He went from Geelong to there. Fuck, I'm stupid. They've he's got playing guns. some fucking good footy at the moment. They've got guns. They've got Andrew Gaff. Like, I still reckon that. Well, I think West Coast are a mid-tier team. Yeah, and no, I, think I think that they're a mid-tier team also. Gold Coast. Gold Coast sitting in 11th. Right to be out where I think they deserve to be. I don't think that they're going to move all that much from either side of that. I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say 11 to 18. So Suns, Essendon, Carlton, JWS, Hawthorne, Saints, Collingwood and North Melbourne. I think that'll be a pretty solid, pretty set bottom eight teams. Couldn't agree with you more. I don't think any of them will make finals. Well, I was going to Which do... is actually really interesting because... I don't know. Do you think any of them can make finals? Um, the only one that I feel as though put a bit of momentum under their belt could sneak into eight is Essendon. Yeah. I, I think Essendon have, like, yeah, got some momentum. They've also just completely forgotten to get off the bus in a couple of matches as well. They yeah. haven't come out of the change rooms and yeah. played terribly. It's yeah, they're, they're such a they're they are the most hit and miss team in the league at yeah. the moment. Um like and actually of, no, I'd take that back. St Kilda are the most hit and miss team in the league. Um but Gold Coast, I think they'll be okay, but I'd expect them to be anywhere from eleventh to fifteenth. Yeah. Um yeah, Essendon, like we said when they get off the bus, get in the change rooms, put the footy boots on, fucking cracking mm. game. I I don't think I've ever like watched a game where Essendon win that hasn't been an absolute cracking game. Mm. They always that, they, they can play good footy they play good and they've footy. got um, Darcy Parrish won the Anzac Day medal. Yeah, he's and a jet. played unbelievably. Had forty touches, yeah. kicked a goal, like and. He's if, some superstar, and player, that's right. like he's got a chance to go through the middle with Dylan Shield out. Um, yeah. So there's there's signs there. They've still got merit. They've still got Heppel who's been sort of pushed back to a half. Darcy Parrish has forty two disposals. That's forty two. Jesus. And like, eight, only eighteen handballs out of that. Right? Yeah. So twenty four kick. Like, yeah. That's a genuine. That's day a day. Out. That's a day out. Uh, Tipper kick five yeah. on the intact day, which is. Um, yeah, they've got a Which, bit. like... But, I, like, again, as Kale Hooker is your main, like, target yeah. up forward. Like, are you really... Are you going to make that much of it? See, that's... Essendon, to me, are the team that Geelong flog. Yeah. Because they're not super damaging going forward. Mm. Like, they they work the ball... For, when they get it out of the middle, like, they work it well. Yeah. But... You know, it starts on the halfback flank. It's yeah. about setting up. Yeah. And I don't feel like they have those... Like, at one stage when they had Saad and McKenna off those halfback flanks, I felt like that transition play, like they moved the ball really yeah. quick and they looked really dangerous. Now I'm like, I, 
don't really know where that's yeah. like it's Dyson Heppel's a really good player yeah. but he's sort of gone back to a halfback flank yeah he's he's not a run break the lines like I'm he's I'm super frothing, old super quick yeah I'm frothing GF I'm frothing bloody fast and flash Freddy yeah. or just just give me pace yeah and just like speed off half back and just kids who want to take the game they on. miss Adam Saad especially yeah especially when you're these like let's just call them not like they're bottom tier because North Melbourne don't even get in a tier they are so no. shit oh, but, I'd almost add Collingwood to that at the moment um, but when you're in these teams you, you have the opportunity to just take the game on and like yeah. you don't you you don't have that much to lose, yeah. so they can play exciting footy. Whereas Essendon just don't strike me like that. No, agreed. Uh, Carlton, Carlton, I still, I still want to take a bet on them. They're still like a very. I'm glad to see they're like Melbourne. I'm glad to see them winning. I want but to see them win, but, but they're, they're not, not winning. But they're not really winning. They're not really winning. I want to see them win. Sorry, I'm glad to see Melbourne winning. I want to see Carlton. Yeah. Okay. Win. Yeah. Um, Sam Walsh has been really coming along this year and he's I read something might have just been a Damien Barrett article which counts for absolutely nothing yeah, but someone put an article up that said he's like like we thought Cripper started the season like house on fire well Walsh has since overtaken him and taken that mantle of the top midfielder at Carlton in the last few weeks yeah that's what I was reading I haven't actually watched any Carlton games because who has but that's true um, yeah I don't know they bought in Williams they bought in Saad like they thought that they were stacking for a premiership god they got a bit to, they got a bit a long of, way bit of place. Off. they're a long way off I, I think they're a long way off scraping into a top 8 personally yeah that's true um, Giants Giants I, I don't know I can't I just can't like them because of Toby Green I don't like Toby no, Green No I love Toby Green Toby, Toby Green is dead set one of my favourite players in the competition I think I don't like Toby Green purely based on my brother but I don't I just Mate, and they're, they're not Stephen Cornelio has gone off has gone he's been out injured Yeah, Toby Green's taken the captaincy and they're playing well. He has played out of his skin. They're all getting behind him. They're playing well. Like as I said, they're eight of their kids or more haven't played twenty games. Like they are yeah. seriously young. Yeah. Um. I sort of like what Leon Cameron's done. Like he's managed to scrape a couple of wins when people were saying JWS are the worst team. Like they suck. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with that. he's just gone. Us. Oh, just stuff it. We'll play all the kids. And they're doing well for him. Matty Flynn's playing some Matty good Matty Flynn's playing some really good game good against the Bulldogs. Um, sh- they bought in Shane Mumford for those couple of games that they won. Mm. Actually bought in Shane Mumford. And he's not going to play many games, but he just came and he bashed and crashed. And then he'll get a rest. And that's when Matty yeah. Flynn gets his opportunities. I like I like that. That's yeah, good... it's cool. It's cool. It's um, um, So he's had the opportunity because he doesn't have that much to work with with nah. injuries. So it's just throw the magnets around. Let's see what happens. Yeah. A lot of people are very quick to hate on coaches and jump yeah. on them and criticise them and say they're doing their job shit. He's done all right thus far. I tell you what, but, I, like backtrack three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Yep. I said I had Jeremy Cameron's head on the chopping block. I was ready to carve up Christmas Christmas lunch. Jeremy, Jeremy Leon, Cameron, Jeremy Leon, Leon Cameron, Jeremy Fuck Leon. Me, oh my god, I am scrambled. 
Leon Cameron, I had Leon Cameron's head on the chopping block. I yep. was ready to cook up Christmas lunch. Yeah. Like, he was done for me. Yeah. Um, Look, he still could be to an extent, but I think we've just got to accept that with the Giants, you know what, their premiership window was there. Yeah. It's now not there. I still think, like we've said before, blokes like Ward and um, Josh Kelly and these sort of yeah. blokes, they, they can still be trade bait for sure. Yeah. But I think they're a pretty well rebuilding team. Yeah. And I, yeah. It'd be interesting to see. I don't really see him making top eight. Although, no, no I no. don't see him making top no. eight. No, no, I'm gonna cut you there. No, they're not. Um, I just really like him, so I'm trying to find positives. <laughs> <laughs> you know what is actually a bit of a a weird one for me. It's a bit weird, but like when you think of tattoos in the AFL, you immediately think of blokes like Nathan Jones and especially Dusty Martin. Dusty, yeah. You think of Dusty Martin. Well, guess who's fucking going full Dusty Martin? Tim Taranto. Has he? Covered his legs. Right. Like genuinely, like, I had didn't get a close-up on it, but it, it's Dusty-esque. Yeah, and right. I, yeah, I was a little dumbfounded by it. I said it to our housemate Wags the other day. I was like, has Tim Taranto got tattoos now? And he's like, yeah, yeah, his legs are, like, covered in them. I don't know if I've got an updated uh, photo, but... This is also a podcast, so no one can see it. <laughs> um, but no that's interesting. interesting yeah yeah so it was a bit bit shocking but yeah. you know okay. we're here to deliver the news look it worked for dusty dusty was a an, an okay player and he looked he was a good player and then he got a heap of tattoos and now he's a superstar and now he's a superstar and people are calling him the goat so all right book me in <laughs> yeah no <laughs> Hawthorne, 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 Hawthorne. They've got the best halfback in the CJ. CJ, CJ is oh, he's so good. Um, what is his name again? It's GF, but I don't know. He was. He was they so looked. They just like when they attack off that halfback flank. Like, yeah. they they look good, but it sucks because it goes over their halfback flanks' heads. Yeah, almost all the time. I think <laughs> I think that Hawthorne are in a very similar spot to JWS. Mm. They've got enough, like they've got Mitchell, they've got O'Meara, um, they've got enough like decent players still around. Ben, big Ben McAvoy, big boy, oh, boys. Um, he is but big dumb dumb. He but they're at the point where they've just got to run with these kids and they've got to try and play exciting yeah. footy, take the game on. They had um, young Jacob Kajitsky. Yeah, he played uh, really I well. imagine would be cousin of Justin. Could imagine so. He Aram was, Buddy, he was big, oh, dumb, Brocklesby, dumb. Brocklesby uh, product and former NAB Rising star. Um, Kajitsky kicked five, which is... And they've got Jordan Lewis. Yeah. Jordan Lewis. They've got... Uh, Mitchell Lewis, who's kicked yeah. a couple. Like Luke Bruce is still like yeah the best kick in the league. He's so good. Yeah. <laughs> um. So oh, they've brought in uh, Tommy Phillips. Yep. Is it Tommy Phillips? Tom. Because there was yeah. a couple. There was a Tom brothers. Yeah. Um. They've brought him in, and again, like GF, just take the game on. Just yeah. run, carry. It's exciting to watch. And Liam Shields is still a very good player. Yeah, yeah. You, like, the Hawks are a long way off. Yeah. They won't play finals this year, but I don't mind what they're building towards. Yeah. And now, we have entered the bottom tier. Yeah. 
And yeah, I'm happy to I'm happy to go with that. I want it like because you you can say like Hawthorne, GWS, Carlton, Essendon, Gold Coast, they're all like just that. But like I, one or two players, key players, I, steps off being contention for. Finals. I see upside in those teams because yeah. they're actually playing kids. Yeah, yeah. Like you go through and you're like, yeah, they're playing the kids. Like, you know what? They're probably two or three years off yeah. being actually like you know give the top eight a shake up they might sneak in in the next yeah. not this year the next year or two but but their there's front upside. offices there's have, upside and their front offices and coaching departments have identified that mm. and gone right let's play these kids yeah. and see where they're at yeah um, we enter the bottom tier St Kilda you can't you can't pick them you literally they're just unpredictable they're not a viable option if you're a tipping uh, player and they're not a viable option if you're a supporter. You, you would don't. not you would not want to buy stocks in St. Kilda. Fuck no. Like they who did they beat a couple of weeks ago that you were like, holy shit. Like Saints might be on here. Uh, I've got it here. They beat they beat West Coast. That was only two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Um they came from thirty points behind and beat West Coast by twenty. Yeah. And look, maybe that says more about West Coast than St. Kilda now yeah, that we think about that it. Does. But it was like, look out, the Saints might have a bit of heart. They might have a bit about them here. Yeah. And then like, they just they've get... been disappointing. And then they've back, like, that was off the back of losing by 75 points to Essendon. Yeah. Um, and they had that win. And then they've come out and they lost by 86 to Richmond and 54 to Port. 54 to Port. And. I watched that whole Port game. Yeah. Um, sat down and watched it on Sunday. Port looked very good. Port looked very good, but they just did it in a canter. Like, yeah. they did not get out of third gear. Yeah. They showed glimpses that they could. Yeah. But the Saints just did not. Saints. Oh. Back in the Saints at the moment, it would be like putting a pineapple into a pokey machine. It, you can't win. Like, nah. it's statistically nah. proven you can't win. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. I, like, Bet on them all you want, and like they've, you can say they've got pieces like Jack Steele. He's a fucking gun. Jack Steele is a very good player, but just nothing. Zach Jones came from Sydney, was Again, okay at like, Sydney, but got a couple of gigs and played well in a couple of games, and like looked like he was like, oh, this is one of those good ones that Sydney picked up. Nah, ah, uh, Saint Kilda picked up. Nah. Got in Dan Hanabry, who I don't think he's played a game for St Kilda yet. Dan Hanabry just like he's a massive tough nugget, but he gets hurt way too often. And like actually, I remember the Saints because Saints got two wins, so they had I think it was round one against JWS. Yeah, they had again come from behind. It looked like a gritty win, and then we've seen what JWS have like dished up the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's like, just hang on a second. Uh, you're not really getting excited about that. No. Um. Anyway. And um, finalising the bottom two, yeah, I don't have much to say about them. Collingwood, Collingwood are awful. Sorry, Beauty. They're so awful. They've got Darcy Moore, who they can't decide whether they want him as a forward or a back, who's like off form as being the best backman in the league. Mm. Um, arguably the best pa- player in the league. For the best last best of rebounding defender, best rebounding under defender. Le- undoubtedly. He um, was really solid one-on-one. And then, and then they just can't pick where they want him to be. Their midfield is absolute shambles, apart from Scotty Pendlebury. Um, even still, side bottom's not really doing not, it, not, not really getting well. it done anymore. And they've got nothing forward. No. Nah. Like, they've just genuinely got nothing forward. 
Majacek. Brody Majacek. And Brody Mason Grundy's Cox not, hasn't. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, a Ruckman... If a Ruckman's got a really great midfield around him... Like, Stefan Martin has walked across from the Lions to the Dogs mm-hmm. for a bag of chips and a can of Coke. Yeah. And... He has just gone to work, and he would be feeling like an absolute superstar. He's yeah, got all of these gun midfielders around him who are just getting to the right spots, and you know, mm. just left hip, and he just puts to the left hip, and someone screams around and just gets it, makes him look great. Mate, a bit of Mark Pitt and that strength, and Collingwood cans of coke, you get him anywhere. Collingwood are just like, uh, yeah, like so. I do feel for Grundy a little there. Yeah, but. They're, yeah, I just don't know where they really go from here. They've started to play a few more kids, um, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I if, think you're, um, if you don't believe us or don't um, don't agree with us, please give Lewis Beard a call. He would love to give you the, his Collingwood membership. The, the, the full rundown, yeah. It's um, going for free, apparently. He'll, he'll, he is going for free as long as you listen to him cry about <laughs> how bad they are. Um, and, and then, then finally, speaking of that, <laughs> holy dooly, I'm just looking at these results, hey, like North Melbourne, <laughs> they're, 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 they're zero and six, they've got a percentage of f- oh, 46 to round up, they've scored 306 points over six games, they're averaging like 50 points a game. But they they, suck. they got close. They actually looked like in one game in the Adelaide game three weeks ago. Yeah, they were actually within like a kick at three quarter time. They somehow managed to lose that game by forty one points. Like their last six weeks, Gold Coast by fifty nine, Western Bulldogs by one hundred and twenty eight, Adelaide by forty one, Geelong by thirty, Fremantle by fifty one. This is the thing though. It's like. This is what we were saying about Geelong. Geelong have only beaten the bottom team who are so fucking awful by 30 Apologies, apologies for the expletives. Sorry. Um, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I don't read into that so much because you know that you're coming up against North Melbourne. You're like, meh. Yeah, let's just beat them. You get out to a five goal lead, and it's like ah, uh, you just everyone clocks off, goes home. Essentially, yeah. You like fucking Melbourne don't rock up, so like there's not much point clocking on, <laughs> is there? I don't know, man. They are a very very poor team, and I would hate to be David Noble, who has just been given like an absolute basket case. <laughs> like it's his first coaching job. No wonder Reese like. I don't know. No wonder Ray Shaw just didn't want to do it anymore. Like, yeah, no, nah, I couldn't deal with that. There's just there's no upside to that team. Jack, like you're still relying on Jack Zebel to be your main player. Like, or no, I don't know. Anyway, well, got anything to add on that? No, I don't. I can't. I can't say anything about North Melbourne because I just really don't have a care about them personally. No. Um, I've watched one quarter, I've watched two quarters of North Melbourne footy, and it was that Adelaide game. And the first, uh, I watched the third quarter of that game. And it was like, oh, North, you know, they've shown a bit. Yeah. And then they came out, and they just didn't come out of the sheds, or they, yeah. they didn't come back out of the huddle after three quarter time. It was like, well, you give them a bit of a sniff, 
And you can't even get up and about for that. So no, I don't know. No. Uh, uh, let's discuss this. We'll finish off our analysis by Tom. Give me your premiership winner yep. and your grand final. Who's in your grand final? Okay. Um, it's actually a really open thing, as we've discussed for probably the last hour and 20 minutes. Yep. But oh, I reckon... Western Bulldogs, Port Adelaide. Mm-hmm. And I think Port will get it done. <laughs> I think I can smell a bit of bias in there. Yeah, a little bit yeah. of bias in there. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. I can smell a little bit. I Actually, the more I look at this, I think Western Bulldogs, Melbourne and Port are your three. Yeah. I think they're your Premier three teams. teams yeah. um, and I think that I'm pretty sure grand final day is going back to a Saturday afternoon. Um, oh, if you get the Western Bulldogs on a slick uh, Saturday afternoon at surface the at the MCG, yeah, you're going to be very hard to beat. Yeah. I'm now... Uh, oh, yeah. So, Port, Western Bulldogs, and... Oh, Backport. Backport? Yeah. All right. Um, I'm not going to be as biased. I'm going to go with the Bulldogs. Yeah. And they're going to win it. Yeah. I'm going to say comfortably. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to say, I, I reckon Richmond will be there. Yeah. I just don't, I don't see them not turning it on come finals. Get a few players back and just like, all of a sudden, bang, bang, I feel bang, like, I feel like we've seen the story before. We like, I feel like we've seen it, well, what, they've won three flags, so we've yep. seen it a few times over the last four years. And they made the prelims, so they've had yeah. four excellent years in a row yeah and I feel like there's been a lot of times where they've you know sort of mid-season they're around about that 7th to 10th and you're like yeah. are they actually and then they just flick a switch yeah. and they finish 4th yeah and they win their first final and then their home finals for the rest of it and yeah I, and Dusty just I, I don't know I feel like Dusty never gets out of 3rd year no during, during the season. regular season he wins a few brown yeah, he's won a brown though but like, since he's won that brown, though, I don't think he's got out no. third year during regular season. No. Then come finals, he just flicks switch. Yeah, I just I just see, like, you know, Melbourne. I love Melbourne winning, but I don't see their, the way that they play sticking through a finals. And I feel as though they are the team that would cave in a final. Mm. Um, and I also see Geelong. I see Richmond at their best flogging Geelong. Mm. I see Port flogging Geelong. I see... Richmond beating Sydney, I see Richmond beating Fremantle. Yeah. Richmond beat Brisbane. Richmond Port, that's the game that would make or break Richmond and Port in the final. I think Richmond Port, their last two games, there was obviously the prelim final where Richmond just got over and absolutely broke my heart. Yeah. And then um, their last game a couple of weeks ago, say three, four weeks ago, where Port got up by two. Yeah. Um, they seem to match up really well. Yep. I don't know exactly what it is, but Some they just seem to match up well. Um, yep. And it's always a really good contest. Yep. So no, um, That'll be the game of the year, I reckon, come mm. finals time, if that ever happens. Yeah, um, That'll be great. There's, they're almost creating that little bit of, not quite like a Hawthorne-Geelong dynasty, of yeah. those sort of, that 2010 circa. But I know where you're getting at, though. Um, it's, sort of, it's got the hallmarks to sort of become one of them. Uh, Brownlow. Christian Petrarca. I agree with you. Yeah. I want to say someone from the Bulldogs, 
I want to say Bailey Smith or Bond, but they just can't because they've got so many. They're going to take and or Trelaw or McRae. Like, like well, McRae's been McRae's been forty plus every week. Like they're just going to steal too many votes off each other. Yeah, Melbourne could be the same, but I think I think when Melbourne play well, Petrarca. Yeah, even like I don't know, could an Ollie Wines or Trav Boak? You never know. Hey. I no, I still like I still like Petrarca. Yeah, I, I think th- I think Petrarca. I think he's just turned into this Track. athlete. Um, and then, Wooden Spoon, I won't even ask you because I know exactly what it's going to be because they're already there. North Melbourne. Here's one. Will North Melbourne win a game? Do you know what? Statistically, I don't think anyone's not won a game for a season since 68 or something along those lines. When do, like, it's a long time ago. When do North Melbourne play St Kilda? Because i tell you what. I don't know, man. <laughs> Could be. They're more Collingwood are the team that they'd beat. Yeah. Will they get? Will they win more than one? Will they win two games? I think they will. They will probably win one. I'm gonna say they'll win one. I don't know if they'll win any more than that. Yeah. I'm gonna say no. Okay. Two. I'm gonna say the one win. But they will. I'll win tell the you what, that'd be all. Ugh. They'd have to go down as one of the worst teams in history if they don't win a game. It has to go down as the worst team in history, wouldn't it? Because has there been a, a season where someone hasn't won a game? No, that's what I'm saying. Not since like 1968 yeah. or something like that. Like we thought that uh, the Crows, who were quite awful last year. Yeah. But again, I think if you're playing kids and there's a few kids coming through, like, oh, look, they're not there yet. They're yeah. a fucking, sorry, they're a long way off. Yeah. But there's a bit upside. Oh, yeah. I just look at North Melbourne. Ah, never mind. Anyway. No. Done. Anyway, I, that's all I've got for this week, Tom. I think that's all I've got too. Do we want to run through some tips or is that enough? We'll run through some tips. Run through some tips. In, we'll wrap some, up with we'll, in one minute. Do some NRL and some AFL tips yep. and then we will be done. Okay, so... it's currently 10.39 and we both have to work in the morning. Yes. Um... <laughs> I've got I've got the dogs over Richmond. Uh, I want to see Richmond win, but I also want to see dogs go undefeated. Dogs over Richmond. This I is my reckon... potential. It's my potential grand final. Oh, just quietly, no Thursday night game is killing me. Oh, no, yeah, that's please. a huge stuff up from the AFL. But anyway, Friday night footy, MCG. The Richmond Army will be there, but I just think oh, I think the dogs. Who has time to watch three games of footy on Sunday? Are they? Oh, yeah, we're going to be super high around. Yep. Um, we do. Us. Richmond, Richmond Bulldogs. I'm going with Bulldogs. Collingwood Suns. I'm going with Suns. Suns. Yeah. Oh, actually, I'm going to go the Pies at home. Over the Suns. <laughs> yep. Yep. Fucking hell. After I've just you better, absolutely roasted them. You better get your pineapples ready actually, to put no, in. Where's no, the gold, mate? No, <laughs> no, 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 I'm going Suns. <laughs> You're um, gambling the feature there, buddy. Crows Giants. Crows at home for me. Crows as well. Saints Hawks at Marvel. I'm going Hawks. I'm going to back the unpredictable St. Kilda's. Yeah, St. <laughs> Kilda probably win this by 10 goals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Brisbane Port. I'm going Port. Port. At the Gabba though, so it's always always a tough game. Sydney, uh, Geelong. I'm going to go with Sydney because I feel as though two weeks in a row where they haven't played to their game, sco- game style, they're going to pull it out of their ass, and it's the game style that will kill Geelong. 
quick. Okay, I'm going to back you. I'm going to back you actually. Yeah. Um, I reckon they're going to they're going to go. We made just, a mistake dropping yep. Logan and Braden. Campbell. I think I think they're just throw caution to the wind a little bit. I think anyone who comes up against Geelong, yep. just let the kids play, play yep. on at all costs, yep. just tear them to shreds, go hard. Uh, North Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne are going to absolutely thump. Yes. North, I don't know if they'll thump them, but they'll beat them. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon it might just be one of those ones. Just That'd get be a good game Saturday night, Sydney's on. Yeah. And Brisbane Port. Oh, they're two good, really good games. Sorry. Uh, Essendon and Carlton. Oh, I'm going to go with Carlton. Carlton. I'm going to go with Carlton. I'm going to go with Essendon. Okay. Um, um, West Coast, Freo. West Coast. Freo. Done deal. I'm going to go Freo in the Derby. Fair enough. And in the NRL, just to finish, uh, Raiders, Rabbits. Off, going off their last loss to the Cowboys, it's got to be the Rabbits. Yeah, Rabbits will get it done. Thursday night game. Benji will score a hat trick. Thank, thank God something's yeah. on, on Thursday. Yeah. Um, Brilliant time slot. Storm Sharks. Storm. Uh, Broncos, Titans. 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 Not Broncos. Not Broncos. <laughs> Panthers, Sea Eagles. Now, can Tommy Turbo pick every single one of the Sea Eagles up, all 17 of them on their back, plus their injury sub, all, eight, all 18 of them, over and the carry them over the line? No, he can't. No, he can't. Panthers are going Panthers. Uh, Bulldogs, Eels, Eels. Yes. Knights, Roosters. 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 Warriors, Cowboys. This is a tough one. Oh, no, yeah, nice. but what's it matter? <laughs> no one it's, cares. It's... It's number 13 versus number 14. Like, on ladder position. It doesn't matter. Like, the only games that are hard to pick are the ones that don't matter. I'm going with the Warriors. Uh, Cowboys. Uh, Dragons, Tigers. Oh, I'm going with the Dragons. Please don't go to the Tigers because they are not good. They're not good. No, I'm going with the Dragons. That is all I've got. We've finally got one. We've been trying to do it (laughs) between yours and ours festival and... Everything it's been a else. nightmare. It's been a nightmare. School. We're trying it, trying our best. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll definitely get an instalment of the Holy Grail Mail next week. Yes, um, Angus McLaughlin will put you on hold because I think there. this one's gone for about an hour and a half. Yeah, and we <laughs> definitely need to do that because that will take about half an hour though. That discussion, I believe. Yep. Alrighty, thank you very much, folks. See you later. Bye.